That is dude. sad. What, you'd rather not share a podcast? I have no with? respect for you now. You have no respect for me. Yeah, I used to think you were funny. <laughs> Turns out you just edit everything. I used to think my life was a, a comedy. Just, yeah. Now it's just a poorly edited <laughs> podcast. Oh, we started, by the way. Oh, we did? Oh, you did? Yeah. We did? I mean, you I, did? I hit the record, but we can, like, like I That's said. That's fine. I, I no, oh, what, are you going to edit the beginning, too? I Make could. it. <laughs> you fucking weasel. Things are edited, man. That's just how it is. No, I know, but like you need to, if you want it to appear authentic, make it authentic. You don't have to. It's not, dude. Trust me, the edits are very non-intrusive. You can't even. Uh, notice says them. you. Yeah, because I listened to All it right. like five well, times. Well, you know what? It's uh, we'll let the the listeners, the listener decide. <laughs> oh, you know what? You say that our last podcast said seven listens in the first day. Wow. <laughs> Hey man, moving up, baby. That's more than the zero I was expecting. Let's uh, let's create a um, a sponsor Deadpool. Okay. To see, we could predict when we get Blue Apron as a pod, uh, as a sponsor for the podcast. All right, uh, I'm gonna place my bet five hundred bucks on never. <laughs> oh, I thought you're. All right, I'll do. I'll match your five hundred with. Um, Five years from now. <laughs> oh my god. You want to do this five years? <laughs> couldn't even last a year. I don't think so, man. Yeah, well, you know. We can always dream. No, oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, how much, since since we were both delivery drivers, how mm. much would it be until, like, uh, Domino's or Papa John's? No, you know what? Let's, that's, that's too ambitious. What about... Uh, Little Caesars, Hungry Howies, till they sponsor us. Would you accept them as a sponsor? Hmm. Yeah, I'll take anybody's money. Mm. I, I think. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd accept. I'd accept money from like. Uh, I think my my assistant just went off. Oh, shut up! <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna pick up on the mic. <laughs> oh, god, shut up! That's pretty funny. Uh, no, I, we gotta have some kind of integrity, man. We can't have the shit sponsors. What are you talking about? We already we don't have integrity. I do. I'm. I am. I'm. I will sell out so fucking fast. You know, it'd be hilarious if we did get sponsors and I just edited their spots out of the podcast. So wait, we. Were... What? <laughs> we would record them and yeah. then you just remove them. Yeah, it's free money, and we don't have to. <laughs> you still have to. You still... <laughs> you still have to put them on there. We we wouldn't get paid. That'd be lying. That'd be fraud. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We put it on there. <laughs> well, like what? They're not gonna listen to it. Yeah, I think they do. They they have to. They have to verify that we put it out on there. Otherwise, what's the point? You know. Yeah. I mean, maybe after a while, they would just assume that we did. Oh, yeah. And then... until, until a snitch out in the audience would rat on us. No, that would Right in if you would ever rat on us, if you're a snitch. So we could just ban you. Oh, I don't Wait, how would... Uh, you, we, can't, you can't do we can't, that. You can't ban a listener. <laughs> they're they're going to find it some way, man. We're going to IP ban them from listening to the podcast. I, I don't even... That doesn't even make any sense. No. How many platforms does this go out to? Uh, three. 
Apple Podcast, I think, Spotify, uh, Google Play or something. Oh, is that even popular? We should get a SoundCloud. Um, wait, what? <laughs> for, for podcasts. Does SoundCloud do podcasts? I mean, it's it's all the same, man. It's all it's all sound. I'm actually checking right now on Apple to see if because I know it was before. Um, but mm. I don't know if you have to like update your shit to do that. Give me just a moment. Oh no, it totally does. Yeah, we're yeah we're still on Apple Podcasts. Well, I would assume Apple. That's that's the big one. Well, the thing is, like for Apple, you have to log into like their own server and then put like a special address in that automatically updates. So it's not like you can just upload it normally. It's very strange. But once it's set up, it's automatic. So like it is now, which is nice. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Uh. Also, what was I gonna say? I also had to mark these as explicit. Doesn't explicit just mean clear? Uh, yeah, we're very clear when we say fuck and shit. <laughs> I mean, we're, well, we, I'm pretty opinionated. I'm very clear on my opinions. What? I'm not. Like, 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 don't murder people. That's a very, like, uh, yeah, not killing people. That's why I'm. That's why I'm not a big fan of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dude! I couldn't believe I missed that news. Yeah, I was. I, I was shocked. For two well, days. not really shocked. I mean, it was. Uh, uh, who knows? Maybe she had it coming. Oh, was it? We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a cinematographer. Just poor, poor woman got plugged. <laughs> Can you imagine you're just checking the lighting, making sure the lighting's good. Next thing you know, Alec Baldwin (laughs) shoots you. (laughs) Hey, Alec, I'm not really sure if the, uh, uh, if the blocking in this seat, boom. Oh man. That's your, that's the last, uh, poor, poor woman's last thoughts. Where's, oh my God, Alec Baldwin just fucking shot me. Uh, uh, Unless it was like a headshot or something. Yeah, there's um, a lot of those in Hollywood. It's and it, it's it's a tragedy, obviously, but the only reason it's somewhat humorous is because how anti-gun he was and some of the tweets that he put out. About yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, I guess I guess you could say he really has egg on his face. I, I mean, he does now, he and also, he really blew it. He has egg <laughs> and a huge amount of guilt. <laughs> in fact, some charges on his head. I would assume. Isn't that in, yeah? It's like involuntary. It's manslaughter. man. It's manslaughter. Yeah. I would. I would assume. I mean, some some people were like, "Oh, it's the armorer's fault." But it's like you know, once you get a gun in your hand, you're the one. <laughs> Someone else is pulling the. This isn't a Johnny Cash song, you know. Yeah. It's not the devil's right hand. It, he was the one that still pulled the trigger. Yeah. Should have checked the chamber. I mean, hey, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. I'm not gonna. I mean, I do feel bad for him, sort of. As a human being, yeah. Yeah, but as an actor, like, oof. <laughs> I still want to find out, like, what actually, like, how it actually happened, because it wasn't live rounds. Like, you can't just bring live ammo uh, to apparently, a set. I heard it was. So, apparently, and... what I read was live in terms of, like, uh, production stuff. Live doesn't mean an actual cartridge is loaded into the gun. It's usually a blank. 
but I guess that can still kill somebody. Well, th this, well, we, yeah, thanks to uh, uh, Brandon Lee, we know that blanks can kill people, but yeah. um, um, thanks for your sacrifice, Brandon. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but the, I don't see, I don't, it, this is mixing the gun world and uh, Hollywood together. And, you know, that's always a great recipe because as someone that's been shooting for a really long time, when someone's a live round, that means it is in the pipe and ready to rock. And it's a real, it's a real, it's a real, it's a real cartridge. It's a real bullet that's coming out. Yeah. And what I heard was somebody had accidentally loaded it with real ammo instead of blanks. But the thing about that is I don't understand how that can happen. You'd have to be really incompetent because blanks look nothing like an actual cartridge. They're crimped. They look like a a chocolate starfish at the end. <laughs> there, there's no actual bullet. Um, maybe this is a weird, different, fun kind of blank that looks like real ammo, but um, the blanks that I know about are have no lead at the end. They're just like the brass is just crimped. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how they'd really mess that up. But even then, it's like, I feel like you would double and triple check, even if you're the actor. I mean, Alec Baldwin's been acting for a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. And he's, uh, I mean, shit, he's, he's in a lot of movies where he's shooting people. Like, I just watched, um, uh, isn't he in The Hunt for the Red October? I've never seen it. Uh, but yeah, you think yeah. he's done he enough play, to know. He plays, uh... Uh, I don't know, uh, dog. Yeah, he plays. I think doesn't he play uh, Jack? Yeah, he plays. He plays Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Alec Baldwin's in it. Wait, it's Jack hard Ryan. to for me to connect because Alec Baldwin to me has always been a bit older, and that was that came out in 1990, so it was a little before I was born. Isn't Jack Ryan a Tom Clancy character? Yeah, The Hunt for the Red October is a Tom, Tom Clancy novel. Oh. And that later turned into a film starring Alec Baldwin. I thought it was And starred... he, he, I mean, he's blasting people in that. I thought it starred Sean Connery. It also stars Sean Connery. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, there's there's more than <laughs> there's more than one person in a film. Sam Neill's in it, believe it or not. He plays a Russian I don't think his accent was that good, but it couldn't have been worse than fucking Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery's accents were always terrible. What's a guy to do? I want to know who's number one on the call sheet, though. Because that number one on the call sheet is the lead role. Uh, there can only be one. Well, at least on the Wikipedia, Sean Connery is listed first, followed by Alec Baldwin. Okay. And Sean Connery's fate, big fucking face is on the uh, on the poster. Like you don't you don't see Alec Baldwin's face on it. It's just Sean Connery's face. So isn't, isn't about I, I would assume I would assume he was top build. It has to be, yeah. Yeah. Is that about a submarine, right? Yeah. Okay. It's about a a, a, a Soviet submarine captain mm -hmm. who defects and oh. he steals the nuclear submarine. That actually sounds kinda interesting. I might watch I might watch that. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's very '90s, but like 
there's plenty of great 90s movies. It it's it reminds me of a time where action movies had a plot and weren't wasn't just people reacting to things. Are you calling a little out? bit of thinking going on? It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked it. You know what movie I didn't like that I thought was really not great in hindsight is the new James Bond. It was so, so No, I, I hated the new Bond. I thought it was pretty pokey. I couldn't follow what was like I couldn't tell if it was because I was drinking, but I well, could not well, follow. Well I mean, you like I watched all the Bonds, all the Daniel Craig Bonds mm-hmm. before uh I like I rewatched them before I went in. So I, I kinda knew what was going on. Um but even then I had some trouble following like the logic just for some small things. But the, the, I don't know. it. They, they got, they got it right with Casino Royale and then everything else was just to step backwards into hokey James Bond, which I don't really care for. Yeah. Um, they could have done so much more with Rami's character. <laughs> like he was so just like nothing. You didn't know anything about him except for he was at the beginning and he was at the end, and that's it. Well, I heard there were a lot of reshoots. Oh, really? But be uh, because of the coronavirus, they had to change, um, like the way it was presented, because mm-hmm. because uh, it was originally about like weaponizing a virus, like. Uh, to be like indiscriminate or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like selling it to the highest bidder, but that was like too similar to what was going on, which is just stupid. Like who gives a fuck? Like it is, it's, it's, he's have the bad guy be terrible. Like, Oh man, it reminds me of the coronavirus, you know? And that's fine. Cause he's a bad person. Yeah, he's supposed to be a bad he's guy. He's playing a bad guy. Like, whoa, hey, that's, hey, man, that's too far. We can't yeah, have the whoa, bad whoa, guy. Whoa. Like, he's a, he's a bad guy. Like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What's wrong with having the bad guy be bad? Also, was, um, what's her name? For, like, the, uh, oh, the, the, uh, the dead woman. The dead woman. That he like he visits her grave in the movie, but like they oh Vespa Vespa um, yeah. played by uh, what's her name Green Ava Green yeah I think it's Ava Green didn't she, they they knew each other for like a week right and he's like oh is like my, my lost love or whatever visits her grave uh no they they knew it uh, I think it was implied because you're you're thinking of like Casino Royale feels like it ends about two thirds through it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't end until he quits, and then uh, they have the money, and it's implied they've kind of been, like, roaming around for at least, like, a month or two, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then it, it ends with her betraying him and then getting killed as a consequence. Oh, okay. Uh but the the reason he cares about her is in the movie is because like uh he's not really James Bond in Casino Royale until the very end mm-hmm. cuz James Bond is like a sociopath that's what the whole the bitch is dead line means yeah 
is um he he learned like they even fucking say it like he learns not to trust anybody it's like him's like you don't trust anyone anymore right and he's like no the bitch is dead and that that it was the the whole point of casino royale is him becoming james bond right and it took like a big betrayal like that of someone that he actually cared about to do that the thing that fucked me though in the new movie is um they they said uh because it happened the movie took place in 2006 casino royale did Mm -hmm. and she was born in 83 no wait so she's 20 yeah like 83 or something so but she's like 23 or something Mm -hmm. and she's representing the treasury in like a high stakes poker game like funding terrorism like where the fuck would you you have a 23 year old be taking care of this makes no sense and in reality i think ava green was born in uh 1980 so she was more like 26 at the time Mm -hmm. of recording like uh, that's that's a little i mean it's only three years but i feel like you should be closer to 30 at least if you're doing something that like high stakes yeah, like what happened in her youth? <laughs> yeah, I was like, you must, like even if you're a genius, like you don't have the the experience. Like you're one year at a theoretically, you're one year at a school, and even then, it's not like you're a you're, you don't have a graduate degree. You're an, <laughs> you just you just got your bachelor's, you know, and you're one year out of school, and now you're representing the the treasury in a poker game. That will potentially fund terrorist organizations. It was, it was a little. It was a little much. Yeah. yeah. Come on, come on, director, writers, get it together, guys. Yeah, I just. Don't <laughs> that really know. took me out of the movie. <laughs> it's just my suspension <laughs> of disbelief was just gone. Yeah, but it was weird. I remember when I saw it in the in the uh, No Time to Die. I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, yeah, like, but yeah, I don't, I don't really like what they did. Like it, it started with fucking Skyfall and everybody liked Skyfall for some reason. Skyfall was fine, but it became like hokey, you know? I don't even remember it. Was that the one with Javier? Yeah. Okay. And I didn't hate it, but it was like the tone had changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And Quantum of Solace was kind of boring. That was the one before it, but it wasn't the tone didn't feel drastically different. It just, it was just the plot was just kind of there. Yeah. Um, but the, at least the tone wasn't different. And then Skyfall, they changed the fucking tone. And then Skyfall was in terms of a script was just better than, uh, quantum of solace. So they thought, then they conflated the script with the tone. And then the tone they they were like, all right, let's just lean into that, and then I don't even remember. I think the the one after that is Spectre. Yeah. And then Spectre was a fucking mess that I couldn't follow. <laughs> but it's okay because like they just kill off all of Spectre in like ten minute scene. Well, they they're doing. The problem is is James Bond is a vehicle for action and espionage and thrills and stuff. His character is really simple. And the problem is, is when 
This happened in, this is a weird comparison, but this happened in fucking Halo. In the recent Halo games. Okay. Is they, they're trying to make, they're trying to humanize James Bond in the same way they tried to humanize um, Master Chief in Halo. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the reason why they're appealing is because they're like, they're, they're like Mad Max, you know, they're, they're a constant. They don't, they're just, they're, they're simplistic people just trying to do their jobs. Like in terms of the story, I mean, they're not simplistic, but like they're, their utility in the story is very simple. Yes. They don't need to be humanized. In fact, that makes them lamer. You know, they need to be almost mythical. Like James Bond is mythical now. Everybody knows James Bond and everybody has like a version they like, but they're, they're, they're not personable. Like I wouldn't expect James Bond's problems to be the same as mine. Like, Oh, I can really relate (laughs) to that. You know? Yeah. Like, and the same thing with Master Chief. It's like they try to make Master Chief like care about people when in reality he cares about like shooting aliens and like saving humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot relate to uh, the problems coming up to uh, in regards to saving the world, you know. But that's what they do. That's what James Bond and Master Chief do is they save the world. And then there's problems that get in the way of that. And then that's what makes it interesting. It's not like, oh, my God, James Bond has a child. Yeah. Or James Bond's parents are dead. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, of (laughs) course, he like everybody would assume the way he acts is that he had a fucking shitty childhood. Mm -hmm. And defaulted to becoming uh, uh, a, uh, a, a essentially like a servant of the state and, and, and has no emotions because of what he does. Like he murders people casually. He, 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 he fucks women in order to get information. He has no conscience. He's only a good guy because he works for, you know, the Brits, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, there could have easily been a Soviet James, well, a Soviet version of James Bond, not James Bond, because like James Bond is suave and rides around in cool cars, and <clears throat> James Bond, there couldn't be a James Bond driving around in a Yugo instead of an Aston. No, it just wouldn't make sense. But, but yeah, it's like the these, they they these people misunderstand what the these characters represent to like the core who the fuck cares about his kid or his parents you know mm-hmm. like it, it's about the people around him not <clears throat> particularly his problems you know like spoilers for no time to die uh the latest one but uh, James Bond, uh, th- the last scene with him, he has a, a a fucking like stuffed animal. Like he's hanging on to like a stuffed animal for his kid, you know, at the end of the movie. And it's like, what the f- 
What the fuck is this? James Bond doesn't care about people. He's not... He's not sympathetic. He's not empathetic. He doesn't care about, you know, making anyone feel good. Unless, unless it's, like, to accomplish his job. He's not a personable person. Like, every, every time you find him... Like, whenever, whenever there's a new movie or something... And then the recent one, I think he retires like fucking three times or something in the new in the in the Daniel Craig saga. Whenever they go back to him, he like and they're trying to track him down to re-recruit him or something. He's in the middle of nowhere with some no name broad. Wrapped around him. But, you know, he doesn't care about her and and he's aimless because the only thing that gave him any meaning was being a spy. That's the only thing he cares about. Yeah. So when he doesn't do that anymore, uh, he's aimless. He's he's like in the Bahamas in a bungalow. And that, and that was the thing that they established in Casino Royale is once he realized he couldn't have a future with the person he really cared about because she betrayed him and then died. He goes, he, he comes back to work because he doesn't have a purpose outside that anymore. Like, and it's tragic, sure, but that's who James Bond is. That defines the character. Like, that, that, that's why Casino Royale is the best one. Because it shows, like, hey, you could have... And they even talk about it in Casino Royale. They're like, hey, um, if you... Like, Eva, I think Eva Green's, like, uh, or Vespa is like, um, if you didn't do this, what would you do? And he's like, what do you, that's like pointless. It doesn't matter because this is what I do. You know, this is all I can imagine myself doing. Right. And then she, after they win the money and they're out frolicking in Venice or whatever, he finally starts to realize, he's like, oh, hey, maybe there's a chance that I could do this with her. But it turns out that she is also a spy fucking him over. Not a spy, but like a plant mm -hmm. even though she feels bad about it uh it comes back to bite him in the ass and then he realizes that no i can't have any relationships and then throughout the rest of the series they just try to undo that point and some would say that's character development but it defeats the purpose of james bond you know it's 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 like yeah, it is character development, but he's he's not a, even a... James Bond isn't really much of a character. He's more of like an icon. You know, he's, 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 he's what the movie orients around as opposed to somebody that you can relate to. I will say, I know it wasn't characteristically James Bond, but at the end of the new movie, we're like, again, spoilers, he has like this virus where he you know, he found love or has a kid or whatever the fuck, who cares? But he can no longer, like, get near them anymore. That's somewhat interesting to have, like, a weird virus like that. But it's totally defeated because he just yeah. died. Because he gets blown up. So yeah. it's like, why, why did you even bother with that? Like, what's the point? Yeah. It, I, Very strange choice. It, it, was, it was all over the place. Um thematically and in terms of just regular plot like yeah. it, it it just even even tone like there's some 
there's some stuff where he's like, he's like in a really desperate situation trying to protect his, what he thinks isn't his family, but might be mm. or whatever. He's trying to protect his kid. But then there's other like winky, like happy go lucky. Remember that thing with that? Uh, he's working with that U.S. agent, that girl, mm-hmm. that woman, that the really hot one. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. that doesn't oh, really oh, know. Yeah, right now, but no. Like, um, but she it's like almost goofy. It's just the tone is all over. Like, I, I honestly blame Marvel for that kind of shit. That's fair. Um, for the for the popularization, maybe Joss Whedon, but um, for the popularization of undercutting serious moments with either comedic or like lighthearted moments. Like, why don't you just let things be what they are? It's it's almost like irony has penetrated so much of writing a script. Um that it that it it's like it's almost required now because everybody is so cynical mm-hmm. that you, there can't be a genuine moment of anything anymore it always needs to have a certain layer of sarcasm or irony and it gets pretty exhausting you know i'd rather i like um like any of the good movies i've seen recently don't have that the truly good ones, not the adequate ones. Cause like uh, a lot of the Marvel movies are adequate, mm-hmm. you know, like they're all, they're all trying to, all those Marvel movies are just trying to chase the, the, the feeling of the first Iron Man movie. Cause the first Iron Man movie was, had that, that serious, but sometimes occasionally quirky, funny moment in there. Mm-hmm. And it worked in that style. Uh, and it was it was pretty novel at the time. It's not like they, they invented it, but it worked. And it got really popular. And then everybody felt like they had to fucking do that. And it's bled into all these major franchises. It and ever I feel like everyone's afraid to take the 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 movie seriously now. You know? Yeah. In, in in terms of these giant AAA movies. It's like we need to cloak ourselves in sarcasm otherwise people might actually take this movie seriously and they might have problems with it. But if everything's sarcastic, we can fall back on the fact of like, oh, you know, it's even though this that part of the movie wasn't good, we referenced it and how weird the situation was, so that absolves us of, of any of any critique. It's like cowards are writing the movies, you know, they're not willing to stand by a point or a theme or anything like that. It has to have everything uh, just so you can always say like, oh, oh, that, hey, that movie. So in case somebody says that movie was too dark, like, hey, no, but we have some fun moments in it, you know? Yeah, it's just for the mass appeal. Well, it's part of that, but it goes beyond that, too, because it's like um, it's. It's another way of absolving themselves of responsibility for what they made. You know, like once you make something, you're responsible for it. Like it, you have to, you have to stand by it uh, because if you don't, no one will take you seriously anymore. You know, 
It's like, um, or, or, or they, they won't trust you to make something that you really believe in. If that makes more sense. Mm, okay. So like, it, I, I don't know. I've, I've seen, I've seen that attitude in movies and it drives me fucking crazy. Cause no one can actually like, no one, no one's willing to risk having, um, I don't know, something they're willing to die on mm-hmm. in a movie, if that makes sense. Like, and I'm not like, of course, some movies can be kind of frivolous. That's fine. But I've noticed it's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that that attitude feels like it's blending into some things that are relatively serious. And I I hate it. It's like this smarmy, like, weaselly way of writing movies uh, in order to avoid any criticism. Yeah, it's very annoying. <laughs> like, uh, it, like they got they got Casino Royale perfect. Yes, that is uh, the only thing I would I, the only problem I have with Casino Royale is that it is part of the structure is you there feels like an ending to it, but the way the movie is constructed is it kind of fakes you out and goes on for like an extra thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. But I understand why they had to do that because of the way the story is being told. But aside from that, like to me, that's a perfect James Bond movie. And there, there, there are, there are like clever little moments, but they don't undercut things. They they fit. Um. And because Quantum of Solace is boring, um. Like, like the the. The biggest one is, it's like this self-referential shit. Um, okay. Uh, like, like poking fun. Like people think, oh, a movie's good because it pokes fun at itself, like or the franchise that it's in. And it's like you can kind of do that, but don't do it in a way that detracts from the movie that it's currently in. Like in Skyfall, like you have to realize it's like Skyfall came immediately after Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale, which are both relatively serious movies. Mm-hmm. And in Skyfall, there's a moment where they're running away and he's in the old DB5 and he flips open the they're, somebody they're having like a bit of an argument or something. And then he flips open the shifter and has the button on there. And what's her name looks over. She's like, go ahead, eject me. You know, like, it's like, oh, ha ha ha. They're referencing old James Bond movies. It's Mm -hmm. like, but you're you're kind of undercutting the previous films in terms of tones, even by saying that, you know, it's, it's funny in the moment, but then you realize like, what, this doesn't really fucking work. It's like, are you implying that ejector seats have existed this entire time? It's like, I don't know. The best way to highlight it for me is watch Casino Royale and then either immediately watch Spectre or No Time to Die right after it. And then you'll, you'll, you'll understand the way I feel about it. It's, but it was a slow burn Mm -hmm. from, from Casino Royale all the way up to No Time to Die. I mean, it's been a really long time. It's been like 15 years or more. You know what was really weird to me? People don't really dwell on it. 
it, it was very weird to me that it seemed like for what three movies or whatever they were building up Spectre as like this huge shadow organization that's super evil or whatever. And yeah. then in No Time to <laughs> Die, literally they wipe Spectre out and it's in a scene with a comic relief character of that woman. And it's like, oh, Spectre, what, they're all just gone? And they're like, yeah, all of Spectre was at that yeah. party. They're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or, or, or at least most of it. You know, it's like they were effectively crippled yeah. through one party. It's like, why, why? You would think a shadow organization would never meet in person. <laughs> right? You know? That's the whole point. Like, yeah, the, the, it's like, could you imagine if that if it was that easy to get rid of, like, ISIS or, or Al-Qaeda? Yeah, they're just all at a <laughs> you know? party. Like, even, the, even those people that live out in the fucking desert know that you wouldn't do that. They know one drone, one drone strike could cripple an organization if all the leaders meet in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Even they're clever enough to do it. Yeah, it, it's that 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 just totally felt to me like writing writing themselves out of a hole. That's a totally writer situation of like um. They hit the eject. We already movie. had the Spectre movie. We can't. This isn't Spectre two, so they were we gotta already get rid of them, kind of. They were already the bad guys. They can't be the bad guys again. Yeah, yeah exactly. So they're like, well, we gotta get rid of them. And we'll get rid of them within the first 45 minutes of the movie. How do we do it? Um, they're all together and all then we poison party. them. And it's like, but that doesn't fit their theme. They're a shadow organization. But oh, but they'll all be wearing masks. So Yeah, yeah, uh, I see. See, now it's there's, like, yeah. It, it was, yeah, you're right. It. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Um, and the shame is, uh, I really do like Daniel Craig as James Bond. I think mm -hmm. he's pretty good at it. Um, but I liked actually most of the actors in the movie individually and their performances are fine. Yeah. It's just, they're having to act out this hack job of a bond movie. Yeah. It, I mean, it's obviously it's not as bad as like, uh, some, some of the later Pierce Brosnan ones. I mean, those got pretty bad. What are you talking about? Um, well, I'm not talking about Goldeneye. Goldeneye is great. Goldeneye is good. Yeah. Um, what were the, what the were one the like, like Halle Berry? Uh... Oh yeah, that one's really bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Halle Berry helped. She sucks at acting. But is it like um, Tomorrow Never Dies or something? I think it's Tomorrow Never Dies. It's it's the one with the fucking. It's like a global warming one. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. There's like the ice. Party. I watched it somewhat recently. Um, Reminded me of like a triple X setting. It, you know what? You're right. It it <laughs> felt like James Bond met triple X. Now that's a movie. Even, even the props looked like they belonged in an, in a triple X movie. Um. That's uh, no, it's uh. Diamonds are forever. I'm not sure if Tomorrow one? Never Dies is it. I think Tomorrow Never Dies is the one before that. Mm. Um, That's the only one I remember from the Pierce Brosnan era. Uh, aside from Goldeneye? Was that Pierce? Yeah. Oh. And, and Sean Bean played 006. I knew that one. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he just didn't know that Pierce Brosnan was No, in yeah. It. I don't know why. I mean, 
Yeah, I guess you didn't have a Nintendo 64 because uh, Pierce Brosnan and, and Sean Bean are on the the front of the cartridge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see, James Bond uh, movies order. Can we take a timeout while you look that up? Uh, sure, go All ahead. right, so cut. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I know that was terribly unprofessional. That's fine. Okay. Um, so, which fine. All right. So I'm on the I'm on a editorial for Rotten Tomatoes, and it's listing mm-hmm. all the all the stuff and um, all the all the Bond films. And the one the one I was talking about is um, uh, is the last Pierce Brosnan movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Die Another Day. That's what it was. Yeah, and that's the one with the Halle Berry in it. And yeah. I watched that one recently. Why? And uh, I don't know. I was I was like, oh, you know, let's let's check out some other James Bond movies because I haven't seen all of them. I've seen most of them mm-hmm. um, at some point. But uh, I watched uh, that one, and it was really really bad. It was very, very awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, and, and it's it's weird because I don't. I would say that the Pierce Brosnan saga, in terms of quality, somewhat followed uh, the Daniel Craig saga i'm not i'm i I would say that the daniel craig saga is better Mm -hmm. uh than uh, pierce brosnan's but i think pierce brosnan's um version was more of just a victim of the time right yeah um it i mean it's obviously it's not up to either of them how good the movies are they can only do so much but um uh it's weird to me that so many fucking people um, I can understand Skyfall. It was a it was a different way of doing Daniel Craig's version, but it was it was a bit of a departure. And um, thank God, on Rotten Tomatoes is ju- it is slightly lower than Casino Royale because Casino Royale ha- is the best one. Like I don't even think that's an opinion. I think that's just a fucking fact. Yeah, but. It's pretty amazing to me that some of these are rated as high as they are. Um, like, the oh, well, at, at least at least in terms of ranking, I would somewhat agree with this. Mm-hmm. Um, the the best Daniel Craig one is Casino Royale. Yeah. The next one is Skyfall. Man. So so far, I would probably agree with it. Um. At least in terms of movies, I think in terms of James Bond movies, it would be, uh, it would be in order of release. That's the way I think that would rank them. But um, in terms of quality, but in terms of just movies, it goes Casino Royale, Skyfall. Uh, this is where I would disagree. No Time to Die. Oh God. Quantum of Solace and then Spectre. Spectre's um, the least. Right? I I would say, and I know this is controversial. Okay. But I enjoyed Quantum of Solace more than No Time to Die. Yes. Um, no Time to Die is rated at 84%. Mm-hmm. 
What? How? And Quantum of Solace is at 64%. That has to just be because it's newer. Like, that'll go down Pro- over time. Probably because... Um, I, I can't remember... Because this is how nothing Spectre was. I can't remember the reaction to Spectre. Spectre. I can't remember... And I like... I watched... I like the Daniel Craig James Bond movies a lot. And I cannot remember how people even react to Spectre. Which... I think probably says it, which is no one fucking cared. Yeah, it just came out. The aesthetic of Spectre was pretty cool. I like the whole uh uh the the Mexico uh Day of the Dead. Oh Dia, yeah. Dia, Dia de los, de los Muertos. Muertos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh whatever. That's kind of amazing that was six years ago. I did not um, remember that until you said it. Yeah, well, I mean, like, because you, you remember the trailer, you don't actually remember the fucking movie. That was like the intro, and right? and, and Christoph Waltz was the bad guy. He's, he was good. I like Blowfill. Well, as a well, character. Uh, Christoph Waltz is no, I don't. I I see that to me. That's part of the hackiness. Uh, I, I like Christoph Waltz. He's obviously great. Uh, but to me, James Bond should just be a spy. There doesn't. He doesn't need an evil brother, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, it, I think it's fine to have a main bad guy. Cause they did that with Lashif in the, in Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't think they need a mastermind much less. The mastermind is also Daniel Craig's brother. Wait, you know, Blofeld was James Bond's brother. Yes. Yeah. Te- technically, um, uh, I think it was either either James Bond was adopted or Blofeld was adopted into the Bond family. Yes. When was that established? Spectre. Really? I don't Out remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Um, it is. Well, of course. Well, you don't remember it because no one fucking remembers Spectre. I remember more shit about Quantum of Solace than I remember about Spectre. Huh. Uh, I remember that Matt, Mathis uh, dies in Quantum of Solace and gets thrown in a dumpster. Um, I remember that uh, they have a reference to an older James Bond kill, which I think this is fine because it doesn't take you out of the movie and it fits in the theme of mm-hmm. where they um, they dunk a woman in oil and like drown her and then dump her body in James Bond's uh, hotel room. Um, and that's a reference to, I think, gold member where they do that with gold instead or something. I don't, I don't remember. Yes, but, I think um, so. it, but, it, and it's a, re- see, that's a good reference because it doesn't take you out of the movie because the whole quantum of solace is about alternative energy. And, uh, and I think the oil kind of works with it. It, it'd take a while to explain the, the plot, but like, um, uh, I think it works thematically, so it's not it's not it's not only just a reference. It's it works within the movie, um, so that's fine. Like um, like as opposed to the eject me scene in Skyfall, yeah. which is just there to be like a wink at the audience and nothing more. I'm still stuck on this whole brother thing because that raises like a weird thing. Because oh, don't get me fucking started. <laughs> well, because like he because now I know that James Bond 
inadvertently kills his brother in no time to die. But I didn't even know that because there was hard, there was no reaction to it. Well, I, well, that's the thing is it's like they're trying to make James Bond human when he's a sociopath. Right. He doesn't care. He has no like even in Skyfall where they're where they're tying James Bond's backstory into the into the uh, story of the movie. When he blows up the mansion, he says, I've always hated this place like he doesn't care. He's the opposite of nostalgia. He has no attachments. Except for his wife. But the but the movie is trying to force him to have attachments. It, it's it's this weird disconnect. I don't I don't like it. Yeah, I don't so like that that approach to James Bond. So they're trying to humanize him by giving him a daughter who he obviously cares about. But now that I know he just straight up kills his brother, sees his brother die horribly right in front of him, but has no reaction. But well, like well I mean, they, 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 they hated each other. Like they, they, they're, it's the classic hostile brothers trope. Right. Um, and I mean, that's fine, but it doesn't work in a James Bond movie because they're, he's not the kind of person to have that problem. He would have cut all ties, mm-hmm. you know, to, to whatever his former life was, which is why I've always liked the idea I wouldn't call it a theory, but it's more of like um, an idea that people have brought up that thought would be cool is that James Bond is just a, a moniker, you know, like people just like 007 in the same way that 007 is, you know, it's like the people that are 007 take the moniker of James Bond. That's what I always, there is no real James Bond. Yes, like, that would have been and, way cooler. And it would have been really cool to tie in all of these movies, at least loosely, in the fact that James Bond is just a British agent and there is no real idea of it's like like what like an American psycho. There's a there is no r- real Patrick Bateman. Right. There's only an idea. And that's what I always and, assumed until Skyfall came out. And I was like, oh, this is stupid. That's his Christian name. And he tells yeah. everyone. <laughs> his parents like, gave him the name James Bond. <laughs> and he's a super secret spy who has no emotional attachments. And he goes around yeah. telling people his real that, that, His name. real name. Yeah. What on earth? Like, it's yeah, such it, a waste. Like... And they kind of touch on that, I think, in Casino Royale, because when he's checking into the hotel, mm-hmm. he uses that name. And and it's like, um, and then uh, uh, Vespa gets mad at him or something. And he's like, no, I'm doing this to fuck with Le Chief. Because he already knows I'm here. Why would I bother using um, an, a, a, a new name? And, and I was like, I like that. But if it was also that he was like, it would, it would be stupid to ever use your real name as a spy ever. Yeah. So I, it would have been cooler if he used a really well-known moniker like that. That's, that's what, that's what Jason Bourne is. I mean, I know you don't fucking like the Bourne movies for some Mm -hmm. reason. 
because you, you saw the Jeremy Renner one only for, for whatever reason. But Jason Bourne isn't his real name. It never was. That was just the one he attached to. Right. So it could have been the same thing for James Bond. You know? Yeah. That's I uh, yeah, I, that's why yeah. I don't like Skyfall at all. That whole that whole thing ruined the entire. Oh, you don't mythos. like Skyfall? <laughs> it, it ruined the entire mythos. Oh, of oh, you, because of that? Yeah, just that one thing. Like, oh, this is the Bond Manor, and I was like, wait, what? You're gonna tell me his real Doesn't ass it just name? Sound wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Bond Manor, Mister and Mrs. Bond. <laughs> like, yeah. No, sorry, Mister Bond was my father. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I expect you to die, Mr. Bond. No, no, please, please. I'm James. Please, <laughs> Mr. My, Bond with my father. That's my father. And then the bad guy's like, wait, your real name is James Bond? Like, wait, are you You've been idiot? using your real name? I didn't even bother looking you up. Because I, I would assume it was fake. I found you <laughs> on Facebook. You've been Facebook. using your real name this entire time? I found you on Facebook <laughs> under James Bond. <laughs> yeah, in this world, he... He would have, like, a LinkedIn account <laughs> with his real fucking name. Like, uh, what the hell, man? Like, yeah, and, and that that stupidity, and that's, this is the problem with the franchises, and especially when you have a different director and writer for each movie, mm-hmm. is that it affects, oh, like, one, it, it, this, I mean, it happened with the Star Wars thing, because they, they're sequential. Uh, in a franchise is the moment you fuck something up like that. Like in, I, I agree with you. The downfall, even though people like it so much, I would say started at Skyfall. It affects what happened previously. It gives you different contexts. So when, when fucking James Bond is playing a high stake poker game, uh, determining if a terrorist organization gets, millions and millions of dollars he checks into the hotel with his real fucking name yes like what on earth like at the time you would think realistically like oh he's using a popular moniker to let mads mickelson's character know that he knows he knows right like oh that's fine but then when you confirm that it's his actual name you it makes james bond a fucking retard it, it makes, makes no <laughs> sense it makes him it an makes idiot no and sense. it makes him a real person like now okay so this guy is yeah. his license says james bond yeah it, it removes james bond it doesn't matter no it doesn't mystery. it no the the thing that the, it shows the priorities of these fucking writers mm-hmm. is they're they're like oh we need to we need to attract more people, so we need to make James Bond more personable, so people will care. It's like we already care about James Bond. We care th- because he's cool. Exactly. He doesn't need to be anything other than cool. You know. That's the whole point. And it like what? All- I, uh... it, it, if you take it to the logical extreme, let's just say James uh, Daniel Craig lives forever. You get down to like the thirty movie. 30th James Bond movie he does, it'll turn into a slice of life. Yep. Like James Bond goes to the fucking supermarket. Oh, that's relatable. He sees Blofeld at the supermarket. Yeah, oh man, what an awkward interaction. It'll turn into fucking Seinfeld. Yeah. No. You know, it's it's like... Uh, it, yeah, they... they. I would agree that they... They fucking blew it. 
It was the um, worst decision that they've ever. But made. I feel I feel like, yeah. and it's it's not. I mean, maybe that problem is unique, mm-hmm. but I feel like for every era of uh, James Bond, it always starts out that way. It is. It starts out good, and then it devolves into. You know, just insanity. Yeah. Slowly but surely, it starts to jump the shark. Because, I mean, that also means, like, literally, there have been, what, 20 James Bond movies? And it created, like, a ripple effect where, okay, so you're telling me from the moment the first James Bond movie came out, he's been using his real name. And every <laughs> single person that's tried to end the world knows this guy's real name. Yeah. Like, that one decision, it, it, after... <laughs> 15 movies or whatever completely changes the context for everything. And it's like, oh, James Bond, he's like this cool, cold-blooded killer, but he's also a fucking idiot. Yeah, he might as well just, like, fucking... Like, James Bond's attitude would have gotten him convicted in the OJ trial. (laughs) Even... His attitude... Like, OJ would be a better spy. Yeah. Than fucking James Bond. And he wrote a book called If I Did It. <laughs> it yeah, I... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, to me I that, was, that was my least favorite James Bond moment of all time. I mean, well, how many other James Bond movies have you watched? Because there's some pretty bad ones. I mean, Pierce Brosnan's surfing is, is just insane. I was a child when I saw that, and I was like, cool. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Because... That's the thing is they have to appeal to the broad audience. That's why they're not rated R, even though they should be. Yes. Con- considering the the content of the James Bond movies is like the, the in any other world where money d- doesn't matter, these things would be X. You know, like because because yeah. he he fucks all the ladies, he blows people's heads off and shit. Like it, all, all James Bond really is is violence and sex. At the yeah. end of the day, for the most part, it, and and in a classy environment, violence and sex in a classy environment. But I, I don't think it can be too violent. Though. I think a huge portion of the audience for these movies are people that have been watching them since like the eighties, and so they're older now. You know, they have different sensibilities. They can't just show James Bond going postal. I, I don't know. I. I think, um, I mean, going back to like the first one, which is Dr. No, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, it's Dr. No. Um, the kills are classy, but they're not like, they're, they're pretty cold blooded. Right. At least for the sixties. Um, and, and I'm not saying gory. It's slightly different. But I mean, like, people are going to... In a James Bond movie, you expect people to die, and sometimes pretty bad. You right. know, like... like it's, uh, Isn't there one where somebody gets eaten by a pit of piranhas or something? Yeah, you know, but like, like, you're it, not going to see a head exploding, no, ever. No, it's... Well, you might, but it it would all, it would have to be contextualized in almost like clever or classy way, mm-hmm. you know. And then James Bond says like, 
a snarky one-liner, at least in the older ones. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's honestly, that that's not the problem with these James Bond movies is, is I, I would honestly say that it's easier to point out in James Bond. Cause it's very direct. You, you can just, you can look through all of them and compare them to each other relatively easily. And they're all using similar or the same actors. Um, but it, it shows you what uh, can happen to a franchise. Uh, and it's done this rep repeatedly. It can show you that jumping the shark never works. You don't need to make things bigger and badder mm -hmm. every single time. That's that's not what makes a movie good. It, it, it Fast and Furious, perfect example. Like, I'm not sure if I said it on the podcast, but probably did. Uh, I like movies a lot, but Fast and Furious is my guilty pleasure. I know they suck, but they're fun. Um, well, they were fun. Yeah. But they totally, they, 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 I even think one of the, somebody on production, I was watching an interview said, we, you know, I think it was one of the persons that like makes the cars or something. He's like, well, the producer said we have to go even bigger and badder this time too. We get, how are we going to beat ourselves this time? It's like, you don't, you don't have to do that. It started off with people stealing DVD players, yeah, you know, and it was just as entertaining. You don't yeah. need the world to fucking end for me to care. In fact, I care less because you keep throwing the world into jeopardy. It's like nothing matters anymore because you know it's going to happen. And then you and then your idea of twists is soap opera shit, which is essentially what uh, No Time to Die was. The spice was soap opera shit. Like, oh my god, James Bond has a child that he didn't know. It's like, who cares? It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it's not a sustainable model. It it went from it, like even like casino. Like I like the smaller scale stuff because it it for, it's it's opposite to what some dumb brain dead Hollywood producers think is usually the smaller the stakes, the more personable and intimate the the threats feel, you know? Mm -hmm. Like in Casino Royale, it's only, like, it's a lot of money, but that's it. The world's not going to end even if they get the fucking money, you know? Right. Compared to No Time to Die, where if the virus gets out, it's going to kill, like, half the fucking population of the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, it, mm. it's harder to get behind. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, I can't relate to anything in that story. <laughs> like, it's cool. Premise, whatever. It's a virus that only attacks certain people. That's fine. Well, well the ironic thing is, is it's, it's trying to get you to relate. Right. But, but the thing is, is, you can't relate to a spy like James Bond. He's a fucking sociopath. Or he's supposed to be. And, uh, and that's all No Time to Die is. And, um, 
it was written by some lady. I don't know what she's done. Let me look at her repertoire here. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, see what, what she's done for. Oh, never mind. It's not a lady. <laughs> you should just assume. It, it, well, first name was Carrie. I assumed. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Okay. I I don't. Let's see here. Uh, he has. Honestly, done a bunch of movies I've never even fucking heard of. Um, How did he get picked he's, up for he's, this? He's gone between. He's been a director, producer, screenwriter, cinematographer one time. Um, his highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes is Beasts of No Nation, which I don't. I That's a heard documentary, of. right? I think I've heard of that. Um, it sure looks like a documentary. Uh. Regardless, he kind of dropped the ball. Sure. Uh, no, it was a it was a film about warlord shit in Africa. It yeah. was starring Idris Elba. Oh um, my god! Yeah, I haven't okay. seen that. Is it good? I have not either. I just know of it. Uh, people, well, the audience liked it, uh, but that's his highest. But the rest, I haven't fucking heard of. Um. It, yeah, it's weird. It's it's like um. Sometimes they just hire people that don't appear to have a lot of experience mm -hmm. in these giant AAA things. And I know you need new blood. I get that. Um, oh, okay. Here's something I can relate to. Um, he directed an episode of True Detective. Which season? Yeah, ain't that the question? <laughs> That's very important to know. I don't... I don't know. Okay. Um, why does it not tell me what episode he directed? What was that movie? There's a movie, I think it might have been Matthew McConaughey, where somebody, it's this guy who goes on like a mission trip to Africa and goes to some remote village and sees child soldiers and he decides to start a militia to fight against some African warlord. I don't, I don't fucking know. It it was that the most, insane. It, it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. He like goes in. I think he he might have been like a spreading like the word of God or whatever, and then decided to pick up an AK forty seven and start fighting warlords. That shit was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I can't remember. Huh? I feel like it might have been. That sounds like an interesting premise. The premise was very interesting. I can't even remember if it was good or not. It was either Gerard... I think it might have been Gerard Butler, actually. Oh, man. Eh, I'm not interested now. Oh, come on. I don't like Gerard Butler. Oh, you don't like uh, whatever has fallen? Everything has fallen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything has fallen. That's where those movies are headed. That, that, yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the final... That's the final episode in that franchise i've never seen one of those but um I've only seen but that's because i never watch i pretty much never watch anything with gerard butler in it 
What, no, you, have gamer. you ever seen? Well, yeah, that's what I said. Pretty much, uh, I saw Gamer. Gamer is one of the one. worst things I've ever watched. Oh. Oh. It that that film, if you could call it that, is a blight. And that's, that's um, great. And I think I think it should be deleted. So, in the future, people won't realize how truly terrible humanity is. Come on, man. It is that gamer fucking blows. It's awful. It's not a great movie. It's not. It's it's not a great anything. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh... Maybe it's a great diuretic. <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's a good replacement for Epicac. You know, you don't remember when Gerard Butler has to fight Terry Crews on a basketball uh, <laughs> court. And is Michael's... that the one with uh, the guy that plays Dexter doing the yeah, show? Yeah, Michael Hall. Oh did, my god! He had a dance number. He's like, There's if they no... if they had approached it from that angle from the beginning, I feel like I probably would have enjoyed it more. To where they just don't give a shit about the movie, like they know it's garbage. Mm-hmm. But it's it was just it was so much of nothing, and then that moment was too little, too late. It was so just you, awful. Okay. So you did enjoy it, though. That was the only scene I might have somewhat enjoyed. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I would say I. It would have been it would have been a great thing in. A different movie. Yeah, maybe maybe if the whole movie took that tone. That's it what was I'm too saying. Serious, yeah. It, it tried yeah, to take itself too seriously. It, it was. That is such a 2008 movie right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a 2008 movie that was uh, being played on Fox. Oh or an, on FX. Yeah. You know, right after iRobot. I remember FX played iRobot so much. That was a big movie when it came out, man. I, I liked iRobot. It's uh, yeah. It's hackier than people would like to admit, but it's still I not I did not bad. bite him. <laughs> it's great. I did not suck him off. <laughs> <laughs> That would be great if Sonny, because I don't know why I remember the name of the robot, Sonny. Oh, I remembered it, too. Yeah, he's on trial. He's like, I did not have sexual relations. Oh, what's what's the, what's the, uh, what's, oh, fuck, what's Will Smith's character's name? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I, I had it in my head for a second. Sonny and, um, it's not like, Cooper. it's not like, I was about to say, like, something like Sledge. But that doesn't sound. No, right. there's no way. I thought it started with like an S. It, it's it's like a, it's like a stereotypical cool guy name. Yeah. I remember that. It might have been Cooper. All right, I'm gonna look it up. Let's see who, who's closest. It just seems like a cop name. It, yeah, it's like well, it's it seems like a plainclothes detective name. <laughs> yeah, Cooper. Uh. It can't be near Sledge. There's no way. Uh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do I have to put the comma in? Comma? Yeah, there's a comma in it. It is I. Oh, like I Frankenstein. No, I thought it was I dash robot. No, it's I comma robot. Oh. Uh. He's called technophobic. Oh, in God. 2035, a technophobic cop. 2035. Technophobe. 
Um, Spooner. That's Spooner, his name. Spooner, that's yeah. right. No, you were closer, yeah. Oh, so I, yeah, I was right. I did start with an S. Well, it was actually kind of like a mix, because I said Cooper. There's two O's. You said S. Yeah, yeah. Meet in the middle. Two O's and an ER. Spooner. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, I want to say Sledge. No, that would be Um, way too on the nose. (laughs) That's like a Judge Dredd thing. Uh, And Bridget Moynihan. Moynihan. Plays the female lead. Um, And Alan Turtle Dick. Turtle Dick? Uh, the guy who made the computer? Turk? No, that... God damn it. That's Alan Turing, and I don't think Turing. he made the computer. He was... He cracked the code. Oh, he, he's cracked. Yeah, he was cracked. In the, uh, in, with the Enigma machine. Um, he's the he's the guy that played the... Uh, the Pete the Pirate, or whatever the fuck his name was, in uh, Dodgeball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in A Knight's Tale... Firefly. People really gush about Firefly. I saw it a bit and I was like, this is alright. I mean Never seen maybe it. maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's because it was better at the time. Yeah, that was like mid two thousands? Something like that. Early no, it was like early two thousands. Mm. So two thousand the expanse. Two to three. Well, yeah, of course it's before the expanse. <laughs> expanse came out in like twenty fifteen or sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well. Well, I'm excited about Dune. Oh yeah! Fuck! Um, I already forgot we were gonna see of, uh, Dennis Villeneuve or Villeneuve, Villeneuve. Or whatever the fuck his name. I don't know why how to. Pronounce why can't it. you pronounce that? I told you five times. Is it? Villanueve. No, I I used to say Dennis Villeneuve, but that I I don't think that's right. I think it might be Dennis Villeneuve. Who told you that? Because I heard it pronounced that way. And I was like, it is French, and I think Villanueva sounds more like Spanish, but he's, he's, I think, is from Quebec, so. Oh, Canadian. I know he's Canadian. I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. Whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty much every movie I've seen him direct has been good. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that I haven't liked that he's put out. Although yes. I have seen Enemy. I think he did Enemy. Public Enemy? No, just I think I think it's just called Enemy, not Public Enemy. That's the Johnny Depp movie about the bank robber. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh. It's uh, he likes Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. It's turning into a um. Uh, who doesn't? Well, no, he's a good actor. Um. But it's it's turning into a Johnny Depp Tim Burton situation. Oh no! <laughs> he always has Jake Gyllenhaal. I think. All right, let me look at his. He's not in Dune, though, is he? I don't think so. No, I don't. I think that I was about to say. I think he broke away in Dune. Um, Timothy Chalamet. He directed Arrival. I thought it was some some lady. No. Oh, he directed Arrival. Right. Oh, you're thinking of uh, the one with. Uh... The ladies going through the crazy forest. What's it called? Oh yeah, I think that That's one. Okay. Female director, but he, he directed. Ah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, fuck. Okay. Um. The big ones that he's directed. That I've seen. It is, Prisoners, which is great. Amazing movie. Um, 
I haven't seen Enemy. Sicario, which is really, really oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arrival, which I liked. I, w- I, was, I didn't gush about it, but I really liked it. Blade Runner. And I think that's all I've seen. But I, I mean, all of them I've seen, I've, even if I didn't think they were, I didn't personally like them, I knew they were good. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't say like, oh, that was a bad movie. I was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, it wasn't particularly for me, but I, I still, I still thought it was good. Did he not do Zodiac? Um, I don't think, Zodiac? He, uh, no, because he started doing, uh, I think there, uh, there was the same feeling with Zodiac, um, yeah. But I think that was yeah that was Fincher. Oh, Fincher and they both have similar styles, which is weird because Fincher has really specific mm-hmm. way of shooting. I also think it tripped you up because um, uh, Fincher likes Jake Gyllenhaal a lot too. <laughs> um, both very good directors. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's funny these these movies blend together because Fincher, I think Fincher also did no, I was wrong. I thought Fincher did Nightcrawler, but it was some other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Fincher, the, it's those. There's an aesthetic. It's like a a darker, darker way of doing things because it's yeah. like you have um, Zodiac blends in together with like. Prisoners and Nightcrawler, all Jake Gyllenhaal uh, stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, I, it is weird. Maybe it's like Jake Gyllenhaal's being typecast, but you can't really pin down what he's being typecast as. It's like he's being typecast for a specific movie, even though yeah. you know he can kind of do whatever he wants. Imagine being typecast, but you get typecast in great movies. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just that he's just good. <laughs> he might just be a good actor, and, and, and they have good scripts. And I'm like, yeah, well, you can't go wrong with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I am worried about Dune a bit because Dune is uh... apparently, yeah, you're gonna need to. There needs to be a sequel, apparently. According to the director himself, he wants there to be a sequel to help flush it out. Because Dune is such like a. I've never read the source material, but apparently, it's pretty hefty. I've heard that too. Um, but, I mean, man, yeah, what are you going to do? I, I'm sure a lot of people are waiting for it, so I'm sure I'm sure you'll get greenlit for another one. Yeah. But, I'm excited. Well, I'm, I'm beat. I don't know how long we've been fucking talking for. Hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Half of that was <laughs> James Ranting Bond. Ranting about James Bond. <laughs> Which I don't mind. It, it makes the episode name easier to come up with. Yeah. Um, what should the episode name be? Uh, it's either going to be Cinephile or something about James Bond specifically. Uh, Specterphile. No time to record. That would be funny. It's no, too cheesy. That's pretty bad. All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baldwin is James Bond. It's, it's just a cold-blooded murderer. <laughs> the, socio, the sociopath. <laughs> the assassination of James Bond by the sociopath Alec Baldwin. 
<laughs> the assassination of the cinematographer by the coward. <laughs> yeah, the assassination of the cinematographer by the coward, Alec Baldwin. Oh, man. I watched that movie the other day. Uh, again, it's a solid movie. I forgot how really, long you it is. Will return to that movie? That, it's, it's good, a, but I would I don't think I'd ever really want to return to it because it's kinda it's kinda long. It's really long. I watched it with Paul. Cause he huh. showed me a um he showed me like a western with like Woody Harrelson and it was like okay and I was like, Oh, this is decent, but if you'd like oh, this kind I of I want to show you another okay western. <laughs> no, it's well it's uh, man, okay. I'm doing a bit of a disservice to I'm not gonna say the entire title of that movie, but um The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's a little long. It uh, that one's fine. Um, I, I would say it's it's a cl- it's like a classy western movie. Yeah, it's not no, all it's like not, it's shootouts. Not, it's yeah, it's not self serving. Yeah. Um, it's more of a character study. Oh God, yeah, that's where it gets into the realm of pretentiousness and art yeah. students and whatever. But anyway, you want to sign us out, Pete? Uh, yeah. Well, if you guys want to fucking write in and tell us how we're wrong, and uh, call us names, you can uh send us an email. Because mm-hmm. we don't. I think we have a. Do we have a Twitter? Uh, technically. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, you can. I mean, we. We only want to just do emails. We don't really give a shit. Maybe we'll do Twitter later or whatever the fuck. But mm-hmm. uh, it's tydpodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and write in. Tell us why we're wrong or if you agree or call us names. I don't care. Yeah, just do whatever. Just do whatever. Um, and tell us. Uh... Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot. Uh, you want to fucking. Talk about delivery driver stuff. That's always it's always on the table. I mean, yeah, it's the name of the show, I guess. We're 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 deliver we were delivery drivers. If you wanna if you want if you want a little peek into the, the world of being a pizza delivery driver, you can either A get a job doing it, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't recommend. No. <laughs> or B write in. Yeah. At our oh. email, which I'll repeat again, is TYD podcast at gmail.com forward slash. No, yeah. What? So go ahead. So you can either do that or just like listen to the first 15 episodes. Yeah. And then um, if you guys want to give us money, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, write in and tell us to make a Patreon. And then we'll make it. And then you can give us money. And then we'll probably give you nothing in return. We'll keep doing the show. I mean, yeah, I guess that's an incentive. Um, If you, uh, if the seven people listening Mm -hmm. want, are so goddamn entertained that they, they are compelled to give us money, then yeah, we'll fucking do that. It's like five bucks. We can calculate the hourly rate. This is like an hour, hour and a half, you know, mm-hmm. if you get like, let's see, what's, what's the minimum wage now? Uh, it depends on the state. Yeah, I guess it depends on the state. I mean, I'm, I'm in Florida, so. But if like, okay, so like Patreon, right? 
the standard is like five bucks a month. So with seven people, it's like 40 something dollars a month. It's nothing. Okay. Well, like for like, uh, I mean, you have a little bit more work because of the editing, but it's an hour. So I'll take like 60%. Minimum is 865 in Florida. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what North Carolina is. Uh, but yeah, I mean like eight people, seven or eight people. Oh yeah, it could work. We could get minimum wage for doing this. <laughs> well, no, because we if we do this weekly, that's like four hours a month ish, probably a little more. Yeah. Uh, no, what I'm saying is, what like we're only we're this is like a part time thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, like, okay. We're still getting paid a fair a fair wage. We're just not working long enough mm-hmm. in order to actually make minimum wage. In terms of a salary, we would have to be recording constantly. <laughs> We'd have these Dan Carlin length podcasts. Uh, I wouldn't edit those. No, at that point, fuck that. Yeah. It already takes, it takes about two to three hours to edit an hour of this. Okay. Which is why I want you to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Thanks. Okay. Bye.